Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. And in the world of politics and around the world, rock splitting, bombs exploding in Ukraine. So much to talk about uh, today. We are going to go into the financial fallouts of the Russian-Ukraine war. And if anybody says they know exactly what's going to happen, they're lying to you because we've rarely never been at this point. We've had wars in this world since uh, we kept up with history, but we've never had a war at a time like this. Let's say you, you remember what they called a peace dividend when Russia fell, the old Soviet Union fell down and it helped the stock markets around the world, United States especially, but around the world, started growing and multiplying, and and shareholders were happy because new companies were springing up in the old uh, Soviet Union, and new companies, but uh, uh, American companies and other uh, countries had, uh, like uh, McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, FedEx, UPS, we're moving into this old Soviet Union and uh, and extending their businesses and making profits and shareholders were happy. Wall Street was happy. Is that era over? We're going to explore that with other implications that maybe the world hasn't quite got a grip of. But first, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about on this show. We have talked about Bitcoin. We've talked about cryptocurrencies. We've talked about blockchain technology because we know conservatives need to be at the forefront of what's going on on the cutting edge of technology. And just last week, President Biden, Biden, he's biding his time, uh, but President Biden <laughs> gave out the. A first executive order about crypto assets or technology, uh, blockchain technology. And is it good or bad? Well, I am happy that it's a executive order. So Congress has not put its full weight behind it yet. And maybe if Republicans can get in in the election this midterm, then that's when we really need to nail some things down and put it in real law. An executive order, for those who don't remember, it it can serve as law, it can serve as direction, but it's written by the president, and it can be taken away by the next president, or, or Congress can overrule it and, and, and set up a law. So th- these are things that uh, I'm happy to see some movement. The scariest thing about Joe Biden and the people who surround him with an executive order Will they ever make a Fed coin, a, a 
coin for the United States of America, a cryptocurrency just for the American dollar. And will they track everything you ever buy, everything you ever do, every penny you ever spend? And, and they keep up with that. That cannot be allowed. I do believe Congress has got enough sane people, even in both parties, to know that, that that's too much control for a government to have. Just think about what they could do with their enemies. Think about what they could do with people they didn't like. Think about what they could do with freedom truckers or somebody that may have used to been in the Tea Party movement or somebody that just happens to be a conservative. Uh, it's too dangerous to even think about letting the government have that kind of control. So they would have to be a lot, a lot of controls. But this is the first step of something that could be done. And, and then how far it goes, we don't know. We need regulation. We need, uh, we need something like the Internet to let the Internet expand. They kept taxes away from the Internet for, what, 20 years or more. And so there's something that needs to be done with regulation, but you got to let this cryptocurrency, new technology grow, explore. And, and it, it does not need to be held back by heavy government regulation. That's Doc Holliday's take on it. Uh, it's time we have got to move into uh, what, what happened last week. And again, we may have some old war news. Uh, because it changes every day. And we know that uh, President Zelensky there in the Ukraine is becoming very much like Churchill in World War II, the way he rallied the Britons and really rallied the world for freedom. And Zelensky's got that charismatic appeal because he's cur courageously standing up just like uh, David before Goliath. But it's not just him, it's his entire country that does not want to surrender. There's rumors that uh, Zelensky was being asked to by some world leaders to surrender, keep the uh, the tragedy of more war-torn cities and just the devastation. But no, Zelensky says they are fighting, even fighting to the death, to protect and guard their country in over with overwhelming odds for the Russian tanks and Russian artillery, Russian planes. So what is that creating? It is creating something that nobody really on the world stage had a plan for. They were talking about even the Biden administration and the Pentagon pretty much issued that uh, they could put up a fight talking about the Ukraine. But within a week, they thought it, the Ukraine would collapse and the government would be gone. Zelensky would be out of the country. Is what the, that was what they were planning and thinking. I'm talking about the United States. And now Zelensky say, I'm staying. And here we are in three weeks. And they're putting up a fight and a resistance. And they are really um, just confounding every, uh, every uh, person that was planning these things in both Russia and the United States and Europe. And it's, uh, it's something we have not seen on the world stage in quite a while. I, I just have to thank to the government that was propped up by the United States in Afghanistan. You know, the, the president there, he, did, he was no Zelensky. He, he took the money and ran. I mean, no telling how much money he ran off of American dollars. But when, when the Taliban was 
uh, within way off miles from uh, the capital there at Kabul. <laughs> he, he was out of there and he was gone. And then the whole country just fell apart and, and, and just overwhelming speed, which, uh, you know, it took President Biden and all the Pentagon by surprise. Why? Uh, well, they should have known a little bit better, I think. It, it's just funny that uh, we're looking at uh, there's an executive of a, what, a president, a CIA report about what to look for in 2022. And they had everything that was woke, uh, white supremacy. Uh, they had look, you know, look out for uh, climate change. These things are going to destroy the world in 2022. And nowhere in the report was a word about Russian troops on the border of Ukraine. It's a little bit scary to think that's the kind of report our president's getting from uh, the people he surrounded himself with. But let, let's look at some of this. The financial fallouts of the Russian-Ukraine war. Um, th there are some things happening, and we talked about last week a trout that Russia and Putin could be setting up for America to fall into. And I'm afraid we're falling into it. And if you can go back and listen to that show, but basically it's been Putin just as much as he has wanted to reconstruct the old Soviet Union, the USSR. As much as he wants to do that, there's something that has bugged him since his entire presidency there in Russia. He does not like it that America... The United States of America is the world's reserve currency. Now, on this program, we've talked about it several times over the past few years. It's a very important position. It's unique. It's American exceptionalism. Obama never liked it, but he accepted it. I don't know if Biden has ever appreciated it. But what it does, it keeps America living high on the hog, even as we borrow these uh, amounts of money that no country in the world has ever borrowed in, oh, $30 trillion. You know, most countries can't imagine what a trillion dollars is to even make a trillion dollars. And yet we owe $30 trillion. And we have an economy that does over 20 what is it, $22, 23000000000000 trillion a year. But we owe more than we make in, a, in an entire year. So this is the part of financial fallout that we don't know where it's going to go. There's uncertainty there. The stock market sure is, uh, is not giving any kind of sigh of relief that we're seeing anywhere now. And... Are people buying or selling? Overall, it's uh, it's trended down in technology since Thanksgiving. There's been ups and downs. But Putin last week, because of all these sanctions, and then America pulling out and saying we're not going, you know, an American company said we're not going to support Russia. Well, what happens to the McDonald's, the, the uh, Kentucky Fried Chickens, the FedEx, UPS, and all these... Uh, you know, many, many companies that have gone into Russia. Well, Putin is talking about nationalizing them. He doesn't want to use that word nationalize, but he'll, it's the same thing, letting the state come in and run these companies. Well, if they do that, do the companies just write it off as a 20-year investment in Russia and there's nothing to show for it? Uh, they, 
what do they do if they start writing that off what does that do to the stock market what does it do to the uh dow uh, what 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 does it do well why would shareholders start selling their stocks because it looks like that it's going to go down when they take a hit when they they say okay uh, we're going to be taking a hit we're not going to meet our earnings because we've shut down our russia operations well, people may start selling stocks. But is that going to cause a stock market crash? It should not. It should not start it. should not cause it. But it can be another, when they say, oh, there's another stick in the bundle. Is that going to be enough to break the donkey's back? Uh, maybe break the back of the Democratic Party. Uh, the Democratic Party, oh, wow. So much to say about inflation. Hey, I got a clip I want to play about that they were just talking about the strength that this administration is showing or lack of strength okay <laughs> i knew some of y'all thought i was crazy when i talked about the strength this administration's showing on a on the world stage but uh, greg kelly show newsmax let me play a couple minutes of that and then uh, we'll, we'll take a break and we got some things to get into on the second half to show again explaining some of this about the financial fallouts that could happen and and it's just really, it, it just uh, blows your mind to think about how we think because our economy's, economy is 10 times the size of Russia's. We just think that we, 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 we're going to be okay. But there's some dangerous things happening. It's not just gas prices. It's because of the people we have leading this country and cheering on high gas prices in many cases in, in behind the closed doors. The Ivy Leaguers, the ones that are <laughs> have, have taught academia and, and that have no real world knowledge of what's going on in like the Ukraine. And they're making decisions. They're the same ones who made the decisions to let Putin take over Crimea and build a base to now try to take the entire country. But take a listen to this uh, little clip from, uh, well, I, I may have said Newsmax. It's, it's from the Fox, the Five from Fox. It's a little clip about the strength that our administration is showing, especially one outstanding member of our administration. Take a listen. What Harris did, however, was bring awkward moments like this. And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, I, I, I first. <laughs> Jesse, I'll go to you. Why did they even send her? <laughs> well, Hunter was busy. <laughs> Hunter? Yes. <laughs> so snotty. So, sorry, Geraldo. I don't know whether she didn't know that she was being called upon or couldn't answer the question because she was just asked, will you guys accept refugees? Right. She always accepts refugees. She's never said no to accepting refugees mm -hmm. and she couldn't handle it. And she tossed it to the Polish president. That was strange to then cackle and laugh during a time of crisis like this. Putin's got to be looking at this and seeing to himself and he's kgb this does not look like a united front well it's not a united front and it's a, a dismal just a dismal performance by, by the vice president of the united states i mean she was obviously not prepared 
and why didn't she get prepared i mean she's representing the the united states of america she is the vice president she's not just representing joe biden she's representing you and me and she goes on the national i mean the world stage in europe when there's a war going on and she laughs about america taking refugees she doesn't even answer the question and america should take ukrainian refugees you know maybe because of their skin color they won't take them that this administration but they have not been taken usually this administration wants every refugee they can pour in legally plus the two million that come in illegally but why won't it take the ukrainians now that is a very <laughs> a very good question that the vice president just blew off and laughed about it i mean that cackle is that what we're going to hear for another three years and if Joe Biden can't perform his duties, is she going to be at the commander-in-chief and cackle to Putin? Well, uh, okay, let me stop right here and remind everybody. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. And we're talking about the financial fallouts of the Russian-Ukraine war, some things that you may not have heard about, uh, you may not understand. And will it engulf the entire world in financial uh, fallouts? Well, we're going to discuss that a little bit more. We do have a clip we want to play from Newsmax a little bit about the what what the power of this administration looks like. And we played that clip uh, in the first half of uh, Vice President Harris. And so we we got some uh, something from the Greg Kelly show on Newsmax, a clip from uh, his show from last week. But first, let's just uh, let me remind everybody is we do have a book called Bedrock Truths. If you want to order that book, you can go online at www.docholiday.org. And Holiday's got two L's in it. We'd love to get that book out to you called Bedrock Truths, written by me, Dr. Alveda King and Dr. Alex McFarland. Got a couple more books there that uh, if you want to order those, we'll be glad to get those out to you. And let me just say that uh, we talked earlier about Biden's executive order and about uh, cryptocurrencies. We we are a proud, uh, we don't have, a, they're not sponsoring us, but we're just a, a proud owner of Harmony <laughs> uh, Cryptocurrency. Uh, its symbol is O-N-E, and I'm not telling anybody to buy it. I'm not giving any financial advice. But I am tickled that I have some Harmony cryptocurrency. And I know there's a lot more you can get out there and choose from. But uh, but I'm just telling you that I, I, I enjoy the tokens I have uh, from the Harmony uh, blockchain. And and that's why we got uh, their little clip of what they do uh, right there on our page. Because we uh, want to promote it. We want people to know about Harmony blockchain. And the symbol is O-N-E, if you want to look it up. But that's not financial advice. I'm not telling you to buy anything. I'm just uh, educating you on something that uh, that your host likes. Uh, and and I think it's got a good future. So, listen. Uh, now, as we get back into this financial fallout of the Russian-Ukraine war... I do want to tell you there's some things going on even around the world. What after Russia invaded Ukraine, guess what? 
Japan, there's four islands they, they've been disputing since World War II. And, and Stalin got so much of the Japanese land that, you know, goes back. They were fighting over this in the Russo, Russian-Japanese War right around, the, what, the early 1900s. And, but these four islands, Japan has declared, hey, those are our islands now. And uh, and since the war started with Russia and Ukraine, so this this thing, it it it, it can involve things around the world. Now, uh, the, the thing when we're talking about financial fallouts, we talked about what if Putin nationalizes or in some way like nationalizes American companies, European companies that are there in Russia, and and these companies have to write it off. You know, does that make their stock go up or down? Obviously, they won't be able to make as much profit. Profit and, and all their investments for 20, 30 years now could just go down the drain. Will that uh, have an effect on the stock market? But it's not just that. We, we talked about last week about supply chains, semiconductors. We can shut off their semiconductors, but guess what? To make, to make semiconductors, you got to have neon gas. And to have neon gas, where you get it? A lot of it comes from Russia. What's the other supplier? A big well, it's Odessa, Ukraine. So what happens if, if uh, Putin takes over Odessa? Well, uh, then then he could have a lock on m many things, including neon gas, but so many minerals that Russia and China control. So as Russia and China are forced into a greater relationship. Remember, one, one reason Nixon went to China back in the 72 or whenever it was, he went to China. What he wanted to do was drive a wedge between Russia and China, and he really succeeded that. And Biden has come along, and Biden, in Biden's weakness, now Russia and China are becoming more and more chummy. And, and that's not good when you got, like I said, Vladimir Putin has hated the fact that we are the world's reserve currency. Who else, hate, who else hates that? China does. So what if Russia and China come together and try to challenge the world's reserve currency? Why does China already have a, a uh, digital coin for their currency? Well, they want to be the world's reserve currency, and it looks like there's no way it would happen now. But who knows if Russia and and China get together and, and, and bully other countries into following what they want. These are the uncertainties of talking about the financial fallouts that could be pushed from this war. Look, we're just, uh, the world is coming over, coming off of COVID. And it's, we got a weakness that's already built into our economies around the world, including America. And then what happens in America, you got inflation now highest level we've seen many people in their lifetime i can remember the the 70s and the inflation is eating away up to 20 percent you know what uh you, you could get 17 18 percent on a cd <laughs> on a cd and now you can't get what a tenth of a percent on a cd maybe one percent on but it's wow but the inflation ate everybody's incomes up everything kept going up going up and then and, and gas now and of course the biden and democrats want to blame it on uh putin but gas was going up before then you know they have a chart they showed 
inflation in America. It was it was staying steady. When did COVID start? Early 2020. And and under Trump and the you know his administration, and and we they were pushing energy big time, and we had gas the lowest it's been in years, and that gas price influences so much of the economy. It's not just driving, getting places. It's all the all the things that petroleum petroleum is used in all the trucking, supply chains, moving things. It takes energy. So when energy goes sky high, guess what? Everything else has to start moving up. And under Trump, inflation, even during COVID, when they had shut down the entire industries and then poured in $5 trillion, that's all part of Trump and the Congress working together, $5 trillion. But it didn't cause inflation because we had a robust energy sector what has Biden done? Well, he promised he was going to get rid of that robust energy s- sector. We need it now, and we could put the screws to Putin if we could just unleash the American energy. We had the industry had built up four years under Trump, and right now it could be unleashed, and, and Putin would have to beg for peace and beg for mercy. But no, <laughs> even when Biden says, okay, we won't take him more Russian oil, we don't have our industry up to speed. It could get up to speed real quick if Biden had the, if he just said, I want to see it done. But he doesn't want because of the people he's put in the places of power, everything from negotiators, everybody like uh, when they have to approve gas systems, our energy secretary, uh, she laughed at higher gas prices just a couple months ago. But he's put people in positions of authority and power throughout his administration who were placed there to push Green New Deal. And the Green New Deal, the sad but behind closed doors, happy, happy Ivy Leaguers are clapping their hands because gas is going up. And in their in their minds it'll bring about electric cars coming about quicker and quicker and using wind energy and solar energy and getting rid of fossil fuels but the sad fact is the people who are working blue collar workers black red yellow white all the different colors it it doesn't matter your skin color if you are a hard-working middle-class american you know, if you're if you're low income, trying to struggle, and you get these gas prices on top of it, and and you got this administration, like transportation director Buttigieg said, go out and get you an electric vehicle. Well, how many people can afford a fifty fifty five thousand dollar vehicle, so they can plug it in and use gas that costs almost as much as the uh, that uses electricity that can cost as much as gas in many cases. Wow. You know, this administration is so uh, just not listening to the American people. And even now, with the war in Russia, and they say, we got to help the Ukrainian people. The best way to help the Ukrainian people and put the screws to Vladimir Putin is to unleash our industry of energy. Just Donald Trump, he, he has the blueprint. 
just do what Donald Trump did with energy. I don't care if you hate Donald Trump. I don't care if you would never vote for Donald Trump. I don't care if you're never Trumper. If you're a Democrat that voted always for Obama, always for Biden, the number one thing we can do as Americans to drive inflation down and drive Putin out of the Ukraine is to unleash the American energy power. Wow, you know what? <laughs> I was going to play a clip from Newsmax. Let me play that real quick. We got to end up the show. But the 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 financial fallouts of the Russian-Ukraine war, so much of it could be covered over. We could have a robust economy if we would unleash our energy industry. And yet, the people that Biden has placed in the power will refuse to do that. They'd rather see middle-class America suffer and say it's all Putin's fault when the fault is lies in the hands of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the and the, all the Green New Deal people they put throughout the administration. Wow! Uh, listen to this clip right here from Greg Kelly Show Newsmax about the power that be here in America. You know what what they got. What the intelligence agencies came up with is what the political masters wanted to hear about. Climate change, white supremacy. Mark Simone, if the boss kind of hints that he wants something in the report, it usually finds its way into the report. Well, I don't know about you, but the fact that it could be one degree warmer in 100 years, that is keeping me up at night. That's uh, my biggest concern. And it's not fair to say they missed it. It is going to be in the 2026 report. <laughs> you know, if these guys in the CIA would just download the Newsmax app. Uh, maybe then they'd know what's going on in the world. The Ukraine was all over that months ago. Uh, okay, Mark. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Hey, I have a, just both of you on the messaging from the uh, uh, Biden administration today. More sanctions. That's fine. But I was surprised he enumerated it in this way. Take a look. Taking a further step, abandoning imports of goods from several signature sectors of the Russian economy, including seafoods, vodka and diamonds. I don't know. I, I think he could have said goods and services or something like that. I, I, overall, Chris, what do you think of the the handling of Joe Biden and the public presentation of this kind of messy policy? Well, first of all, I think a lot of that vodka is actually made in the United States. A lot of the Russian brands are made in the United States. So I don't really know uh, if banning that's going to do all that much. I think that the real thing we need to be focusing here is on hard power. And in Biden's speech today, one of the things that I found really disturbing was when he said that we won't let the polls send planes to Ukraine because we think that's going to start World War III. Well, if we just keep reacting to the aggressive moves that Putin's doing by saying, no, you can go ahead and do that. We're not going to confront that with any sort of power. That's Putin's just that's just going to encourage him to keep going. So I think we you know, we've addressed sanctions. That's great. But we also need to have a hard power component to this if we want to deter Putin from doing anything aggressive uh, in the next few days and weeks. Well, America does have weak leadership. We know it. The world knows it. And uh, I, I just November can't get here quick enough to try to strengthen the Congress so maybe they can have some say in, in what is going on. But it, it is sad. It's a sad day in America when uh, we don't stand up for freedom. We, we send Vice President Kamala Harris, who uh, just hackles through 
a very serious question about taking in refugees and she just cackled cackled um so all i can say is pray hard america pray for the ukraines and i hope that uh we have some leaders that'll show some backbone and 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 some brilliance and there's ways to uh, help people who love freedom and i hope we can get those things done listen uh, you listen to doc holiday's rock splitting politics appreciate you listening there's uh don't know what next the show next week could be on it's probably going to be again things are happening because of this war with russia pray for peace see you next week god bless you thanks for joining us today and remember to listen again next week for another edition of doc holiday's rock splitting politics you can order ed's new book bedrock truths by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen or visit doc thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week